Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to this episode of Tree Talk, episode 239 with our special guest, Gavin O'Mahony, in association with Noel's Menswear. Um, a busy episode to get through, Matt, there isn't many games to talk through, but we do have a Limerick legend joining us from about a minute on, so there's a lot to look forward to, so stay tuned for all that and more. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. As I said at the outset, Matt, we're delighted to have Gavin O'Mahony on board this morning. Gavin, how are you keeping? Good, lads. How are you? Delighted Good morning, Gavin. Uh, you, you had a busy night last night, uh, the league final against Dune. Uh, you'll be cruising for a lot of it, but Dune came and got the win, and it's a nice appetizer for the first round of championship when you'll meet again down the line. Yeah, exactly. It tees it up, um, tees it up nicely. I suppose the league is is funny um, in Limerick, and that until you get to a semi final or final, there's no real um, appetite for it. But when you do get to the final, I suppose it's never nice to to lose one. Um, particularly last night the way it went, we did look to be in control of the game, but um, fairness to Don hung in there and and took their chances in when they came. Matt, you were at the game. What what did you make of it? Well, uh, exactly. I think Gavin has summed it up very, 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 very well there. Um, um, if after eight minutes you would think there was only going to be one winner, Kilmallock had won five on the board to no score at that stage. But the game seemed to turn a bit on the penalty. I think Gavin did it. It 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 it, it, it breathed new life into into doing like it was a huge chunk of an eight point lead. You were suddenly down to five, and um, at that stage they were playing against the breeze and. Um, they incrementally, I suppose, over the course of the game, it's fair to say, Gavin, that they they that they um, they grew into the game, and uh, and the 57 minutes when Kevin Maher got the goal, they they only took the lead for the first time, but it, what a time to take it, and and the momentum, I suppose, was with him at that stage, and Kilmallock, I'd say, Gavin, it's fair to say, were unable to regain it in those closing minutes. Yeah, um, well, we, yeah, do even. For longer spells than that in the second half, we didn't look to be um, offering a whole pile. I think we ran out of steam and, and they were gaining momentum. But I suppose, yeah, the penalty was a big one because if we'd gotten another two or three points up, you're probably looking at, at the game being over. Um, but, yeah, these are the, I suppose it goes back to the old cliche about goals. They're, they're massive um, in a game like that. And it definitely gave them belief. I suppose they would have been happy, a lot happier than us at half time because we were after an all the hurling, but there was only three in it. So um yeah, that's that's I suppose lesson learned that you have to kill off the game when when you get your chances. I suppose I suppose in fairness, um, you know, I, I think there'd be very few that would begrudge doing um doing their victory, I suppose, and um winning at county level at senior like they they they've been so tantalizingly close to the breakthrough at senior level for the last few years. 
this might be the sport to drive them on. Yeah, they they, they seem to have another. Well, they're look, they're an incredible club, really, for bringing players through. They've they've there isn't a county team to pass it through that they're not represented on, um, and that's been going on as long as I've been playing hurling, like up from. 12s, 14s, any teams I would have been on, they were always well represented and it's still the case now. So they, they definitely have the players. Um, and yeah, I suppose the first one is is definitely the most difficult one to to win, but um, it's a great championship, to be fair. It's ferociously competitive, like, and you can go on a run or two or three games earlier in the year and, and, and think you're in a great position, but um, it's it's difficult. It's a long, I suppose it's a long it's a very long club season now from when you kick off. Like clubs are still kicking off early, maybe February, March time and, and between then and the county final there's a, a lot of hurling to be done, but there's a, a lot of luck needed. Um and I suppose no different ourselves will need a bit of luck to go and win the, the championship this this year. But they do they like the they're 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 a brilliant club, like and if they I keep saying if they keep producing the players where where they are, they're going to win one, that's that's inevitable. Gavin, just as we're talking about Kilmallock, um, I suppose it's, it's it's only right that we should reflect on your own career with Kilmallock, which has been phenomenal and phenomenally successful, like um, uh, minor, under 21, and four county senior medals. These are heady days for Kilmallock. Yeah, they are. I suppose the, the team and a lot of my teammates now are, are, are moving on and coming to the... <laughs> The twilight of, the, of their careers, but we have we've been very lucky, I suppose. Like on, on about the first championship, we were like I was playing maybe six or seven years before we won in 2010. That felt like a, a lifetime. Um, but when we won one, it, it definitely took the the weight off. Um, but like we've been very lucky, and still to this day, like I'm 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 kind of clinging on there at the moment, but it is hard to let go with uh, when you're playing with a team like that. There's a lot of fellas, we have a lot of uh, roles travel together and, and a lot of tough battles that we, we've been involved with. And uh, it's actually, it's what the club is all about. You're meeting these lads every day. And like there's some of the, some of my county teammates that I would only see now at, at weddings or, or get together as every maybe a Christmas or that, but the club lads you're you're bumping into them every other day and you're you're they're the lads that are texting you to go for a coffee or to go for a bit of grub after training. So uh, we're I suppose very very tight group and, and that's a very enjoyable environment to be a part of. Um so yeah, incredibly lucky I suppose it's it sounds like we've lost we've lost an awful lot more than we've won, but we have been very lucky to to win the, I suppose, to win the trophies. It, it does make it very special. Those are the years that you you pick out um, and you kind of reference everything else in your life by watching the year you won the county or the year you lost it. Um, so we're, we're, we've been looking at that from that respect. But Gavin, I suppose the success of the senior team since 2010, four county titles in 13 years is phenomenal. Any club would bite the hand off you for it, maybe except Belly Gunner. But um, um, I, I suppose it was born and the foundation for it was laid by a, a fantastic underage structure that won minors and under-21s repeatedly, um, I suppose, during the noughties. Yeah, um, going back to, like, we would have been playing ground hurling two or three nights a week in, in the in the GA complex there with likes of, of um, Paddy Kelly and, and Bernie Savage and these guys and, and 
they put massive time and, and effort into us, um, which most clubs do. But I suppose we were lucky. The group, it just kind of it gelled and it took off. Like Mike, Mikey Fitz and a few of them would have put in massive um, work and emphasis on putting in that time, making sure that every team had the had the work done and the hours were being put in. Um, for us, uh, like as as kids growing up, it was a dream because. We we loved it. Like we, I had thirty six boys in my class in primary school, um, and sure most of them are hurling. Like there, there was definitely up on thirty of them playing hurling. So we we got we got the best uh, guidance that you could offer. Like we we left school with the hurlies and and we spent our evenings in the hurling field. And um, even to this day, like I'm convinced that as much work goes in with with coaching and. Um, the structures that are in place and the games that are played, even the pitch in Kamalak is, is still is still where the young lads hang out. They still have the hurling in the hand and they're they're, they're hanging around there for their spending most of their summer evenings there. Um and that that even now when I go back training, if I'm training on a Tuesday night with the lads, you still get the same buzz. It's still brilliant just to go in and put on the boots and, and there's some of the younger teams coming off maybe from a, a match or a blitz or, or training and, and and we're going on and we're warming up around the sidelines while they're finishing up. Um so there, there's there's a brilliant environment there and, and I suppose there's there's multiple factors to to bring us to I suppose the success that we've had. Um but I've I've enjoyed every bit of it anyway. Um the last one for me from for now um Gavin um I believed anyway, you know, in that period, 2010, 2015, 16, in that period, that Kilmallock's destiny was outright success in, in, at all Ireland level. How disappointing was the Ballyhale game? Uh, it's still the one, really, that 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 calls us. Like, it's, um, you can lose, and we've lost a few county finals where we, once we didn't perform, maybe we weren't left performing in some of them. But um, in the Belly Hale match, we really didn't perform, didn't show up, made a lot of really poor mistakes and hurling mistakes, um, which was like basic, pretty much where we had been aiming for since we were 16, 17. This was the that was the goal for us as players. We'd often talk about it, and even watching the games on Paddy's Day, like we'd we'd often make reference to it. But um, yeah, it was disappointing. I like, can. Yes, Belly Hill are an incredible team. Like and they, they, they had their homework done on us, and and like the game was effectively over at half time. And that that's a bitter one to swallow when you don't turn up and you don't really give your your true performance. Um, I mean, it's a bit easier if it happens in a in county champ semi final. You you lick your wounds for a few months and you go back and you go again. But trying to get back to Crow Park for a club final is incredibly difficult um like the previous two counties we'd won we lost out to turles ours by i think it was two points and a goal or like there was puck of a ball in it um and then your season's over and you're back to the drawing board but like the limerick championship is so competitive that even to win the even to win the championship is um it's very difficult and, and, and there's a lot of look involved you have players coming and going like we've had a good bit of change over even since uh, in the last two years even lads going travelling and some lads in the States now this summer and um, different things injuries retirements and new lads trying to so like it's it's very hard to keep the group together and like there's lads um, 
actually John Kelly is home in the last few days from Australia, hasn't been home for, for five or six years, but he was not like the, there's players that incredible players that have come through the, the ranks that um that we've lost you know, didn't didn't um for one reason or another we didn't have have them to to compete at that level. So it is it is extremely difficult and that's probably the hardest thing is is just getting back there. Um which at the moment looks looks a long way off. Yeah, I suppose Jack. before we get into the, the club championship campaign, it does look a long way off. But between 14 and 21, Gavin, obviously you lost the final in 17. But was there a fear that the likes of Napierschik had, had pushed on too far? Like what made 21 different for you? Um, I suppose there was a bit of that, the fear of, of not winning another one. Um, and Napierschik, no doubt, had, had raised the bar like they, they took it to another level. Um, and that was probably a lot of it when we got a bit of a run. Like we were extremely lucky in in the in the group stages with with against Belly Brown and and so Liberty is the same with extra time. Um, and I suppose it just like we just got a small bit of momentum um, that that brought us to that stage. But it was an inc- an incredibly hard working group as in like there were like we probably weren't hurling the best or playing the best brand of hurling that we have which we came out like in the last eight or nine years but um from a work rate point of view and a tackling point of view that that it, it just kind of geared momentum we'd won a couple of tight those tight games and we came out on the right side of it and it's amazing what it can do for a group just to to gel them together and and um i suppose it it, it kind of really emphasizes the importance of just taking one game at a time because we could appreciate the fact that we were came very close to being dumped out of the championship um and then like as we got to semi-final and final it was a case of this is a golden opportunity and and, and we, we realized how how scarce they were for us at that stage yeah and I, in the meantime he probably brought through a couple of players like of Oshina and Michal and Conor Handley Clark and Shanes which you know that you know, how, how did it feel, I suppose, in 2014? Probably would have been at the peak of powers. In 21, then, as you said, you're in the twilight. Like, how refreshing is it to see those lads coming through? I, like, in in 21, we'd, we had that feeling that, like, we're we're in trouble here. Like, we had seven or eight of us that were finishing up. A um, couple of younger lads that were kind of willing to take it or leave it, not really kind of committing to it or, or not really sure they wanted to be to be involved. Um, and that would have been the talk in Kamalak that it, it'll be a long, long time before we'll win another one. And it's amazing what it can do for a couple of the younger lads to experience that. You know, I didn't realize like that some of them had five, six, seven years hurling done and, and hadn't won a county. Um, so to, to get over the line and to win like that, and even some of them would still reference it like that, even to know like the, the how hard it is and the effort and and it takes to just get over the line but to just to have the confidence to know that it is possible and it can be done um is invaluable and then like you know we feel as like Kieran O'Connor Liam, even though Kieran has gone traveling since now but Liam English another guy do the few David Wolf all kind of came of age as well the same year and um Bar Kieran has gone traveling the rest of the lads are have a mad appetite for it now again so you're after finding four or five that'll hopefully Take the they'll they'll develop their own group and their own team and, and move Kamala forward again as like Sami and a few more drift a step back and drift away from it. 
Yeah, and obviously the, the split season wasn't in when you were playing with Limerick, but how do you find it in terms of you don't have the likes of, I suppose, Graham and Shane and those at training, but you know that when they come back, they'll be fully committed to you? It, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, it's difficult. It is difficult. There's no doubt in that. We just about have enough for to play challenge games. Um, we played most of of the league Um with kind of 16 or 17 players, play one of the matches with 15 players, you know, and that's that wasn't just us, like the opposition were, we were in a similar boat. Um, but, like, if that dropped to 13 or 14, we'd be in a desperate place right now. We'd have no matches played, no challenge games. Um, so it is a fine line. Um, I see in other counties that mass exodus of county players that, that are out of championship taken off to the States. Uh, it's, it's there's something it's it's probably just condensed a bit much at the moment um like i'd prefer to see it reversed i mean we have the inter-county stadiums and facilities to play the inter-county championship later on the year you know we saw that in the COVID year that that you know the stadiums are perfect and i would i'd prefer to see the club club championship played off um give the club player that chop window to you know give himself a chance to, to break into the county panel um and then roll out your inter county season after that and i think it would encourage more supporters and people to to go and watch more club games and and see more they have an appetite for it as well after christmas they'll be you'll be kicking off championship in kind of march april time and 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 see it out maybe finish it up in june and i don't know look at playing tournament games then and, and the likes of that without your county players for the club if they want to keep going to to some extent but um it is. It's always been difficult. Like it's. I don't think for the county player, it's it's of no advantage. It, it isn't of any advantage other than you're not getting the break in April. Like when I played, you'd always play two championship games in April after the finish of the, the inter county league, um, and then you'd go with the, in the county again. So if you're a group of four, you're only you're only getting three matches. You two of them played in April, and if they went against you, you could effectively be out of championship. And you were so that wasn't the way to go either. But um, like for the intercounty player is still going all year round, like nothing has changed for a successful team anyway. They're still you know, they're still training living close to twelve months of the year. So I I think there's still a bit of tweaking required. Yeah, still work to be done in that regard. Obviously you played intercounty for the large majority of your career. You were with Limerick for over a decade. What's your I suppose abiding memories of your time with Limerick Senior Hurlers? Um there's a few standout days there and results, but um, I, I just enjoyed the environment. Like when I, even the difference between when I came in and when I finished, the difference training wise, and, and like it was gone, definitely gone as regards professionalism, it was gone through the roof. You know, your gym work, that we had no gym work when we started. It was, it was you train Tuesday, Thursday, and you game the weekend, and that was it. Um, and then after a couple of years, that started to come in, but it was still very basic stuff, and it was kind of a talking effort for a few months, maybe in the preseason, and and that was it. Um, and and I enjoyed being with the group. There was there was great leaders and and you know the driven people involved that looked for these things and wanted to push to to improve stuff and, and wanted the gym work and wanted to you know be doing more video analysis and and um. And I really enjoyed all that aspect of it. I suppose when I 
what I only start to appreciate now is is the training. Like the training at the time, a lot of it was a chore. Like you could, you know, you could play a championship match and you mightn't be out for five or six weeks. So you knew full well going back on the Tuesday night you were you were in for a dog and again, and it was going to continue like that maybe for three weeks and then to lighten off and, and you'd freshen up a bit. Um, so a lot of those spells of training were were torture like and there's no other way to describe them very hard to have a pep in your step or to to pull the positives out of some of those sessions because you were so far out from your next round again that um you know it was hard to to keep that focus and and see the benefits um when you you know you were probably picking up more injuries in those five or six weeks than you were um if you were playing matches so I like that's that's something I think that I'd be jealous of now with the inter-county scene at the moment is, is their own Robin even like to see those matches coming every other week um, would would be brilliant but I, I okay I, there's, there's a few obviously the, the Munster final and there was a few few different games that, that kind of stuck out because of personal stuff that you you know you were up against a certain opposite, opposite opponent and, and and you got the better of him but um I suppose unfortunately my time frame now it's only now I'm I'm really starting to appreciate him as I can see the finish coming with Kamalik. Yeah, I suppose that day in twenty thirteen, I know. Like what was I suppose the feeling in the in the build up? Because you know, you obviously afterwards there's the there's the invasion onto the field and all that and since we've been blessed. But at the time, like it really was kinda of out of the blue for Limerick first of all to be in a Munster final, to win a game in Munster first of all against Tipperary, but to win against Cork, did you realise what was coming down the line that if you had won, what the reaction would be like? Uh, we didn't really. We hadn't experienced any of that. Like I, I, I was around in, in 2007 to see, you know, the scenes of that. Um, we had a brilliant group, I suppose, to be fair to John Allen, like, and John Kiley would have been involved as well. Like he was really, from a mindset point of view, to me, he was the shift there with Limerick, like to say, you know, he spent a lot of time talking to the group about like your expectation and, and your, you know, what what's the belief like within the group. I'm trying to drag that out of players to say like, you know, it's not just a talking effort to say, oh, yeah, we'll win. Like, what does it actually mean or what is, what's it going to take? Um, and he he really tied the group together, like got fellas to nail their colours to the to the mast and get them to commit to saying, look, I'll, I'm going to do this for the team and if I do, I know full well, we're going to be either, we're going to win or we're going to be very close to winning. Um, so it was a brilliant, brilliant um, environment to be in. Like Mark, Mark Lyons would have been doing the strength and conditioning as well. Like he's world class, like we've seen what he's gone on to do with you in outside New Will. Um, so like even physically, we've, we we. One percent or two percent better. We needed to be ten percent better to, to I suppose to, to allow for any of the lack of belief or confidence that we had as a group. That so we trained incredibly. Not that other county teams weren't training hard, but we trained incredibly hard those couple of years with um, under Mark and, and and with John. But no, there's no, there was no. I suppose there was no planning for what happened after the final whistle that day, or there was no. I suppose management, like how could you manage it? Like the county went, went off the rails, but nobody had experienced it. Nobody, like within any of my age age group, had had that feeling. Like since the nineties, when we were only kids, like so, um, it probably came back to bite us when we went to Crow Park. 
but um, again, when I look back, I'd have no regrets about that time or like I always felt going. Through. You know, even mentally, we, we felt we were in the right place. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely one of the good days. Yeah, and you, you mentioned that Clare game and you'd, you'd hate to bring it up, but I suppose it is the one they got away for, for your crew, the 2013 semi-final. And it's kind of hard to pinpoint what we're wrong for that. I think Clare were just coming off the wave of momentum and it was five weeks or six weeks at the time you were waiting for the Munster final. Like, what do you put that down to? Like, even the start they got, there was definitely, you know... 18, 20 minutes of the first half where we were only getting to the pitch of the game. Um, there was, we needed to, we needed just to be tit for tat throughout the game for us to, to get the benefit of that and, and I suppose get the benefit of our, our conditioning and that. Um, and we just left them slip too far ahead. And, I, and if I'm honest, we probably weren't, although we, we would have considered ourselves as good as Claire or Cork who were bought in the final that year. We probably weren't there, ready in a position to win there, Ireland. We, I, I felt like it was more the following year for me. It was a harder one to, to swallow. I felt like we, we did everything by win the, the the game in fourteen, um, against Kilkenny, and and probably just needed one or two more, with experience just to, to get us over the line. And it seemed like everything that could have gone wrong that day again went wrong with conditions and rain. We got a purple patch and. But first half and second half, and we got downpours that were <laughs> were um, were crazy. But look, that's that's the beauty of it. Um, would I have done anything different? We wouldn't. Again, we felt we were very we were very tight as a group. We were very well prepared. Like even like like the professional and the professionalism within the group and that stage had gone through the roof. Like lads wouldn't eat a biscuit, or you know, there was just absolute dedication to the cause and. Like they were, that's extremely enjoyable to be a part of that. To, like, because we would have sacrificed other years when you're preparing, you're training, but hadn't gone to the the level that was required. Um, you know, you're still doing the training, you're still, you're thinking you're in the right place, but like those couple of years really went up another notch. Like that, you know, if you were seen with a having a biscuit with your coffee, the the lads would be pulling you aside to say, look. I'm I'm not having it. You can't have it. And I remember even Don Grady when he was on the scene, like taking, you know, telling us to take off some of the butter after sandwiches if we got sandwiches after training or before a match, like to 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 wise up, like and 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 uh, that, like from a culture point of view, that would have been a big change, massive change from from pre 2009 2010. Yeah, and then obviously there's. The two semi-finals, there's a few little years, and then John comes in in 17, your last year. Did you feel another shift then, probably with John, but the players coming through as well, that, you know, the 21 <coughs> teams, could you feel that there was there was a wave coming um, in those years? I'd like, to, I'd like to say, yeah, but like, I don't, I like, I don't want really, like, I'd known a lot of the, the group, and maybe you're just kind of caught up in it, and, and um, I suppose for me at that stage of my career, I was starting to give up hope a small bit, you know. That was probably the only reason why uh, I stepped away. That I like trying to think, and we had tried absolutely everything, and couldn't really see us getting over the line. I definitely saw that there was a group here that are going to win one, but not for a second did I think it would happen as quickly as it did. Um, you know, but like 
from a training point of view, I remember that year in 17, you know, physically even these lads were, they had stolen the march on, on me anyway, personally, like they had probably more conditioning done by then than I had throughout my career with Limerick, you know, they, like some of the training sessions we had in 17 would have, would have gone on for hours, like, and I, I remember just not being able to function between trainings, just basically spending my whole time trying to recover and, and, and get the soreness out, so I go back and train, and you go back, and these lads are out in the pitch half an hour beforehand, and they're hopping and flying around. Like so, I knew for me, my time was <laughs> my time was 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 at an end. In but um, I, I I never really tried to think, or I never I, looking back now, I never really thought of what's coming down the line or what kind of level of success for me. It was have I something to offer the group, and at that stage. I didn't think I had, you know, I was I, physically, I was really struggling. I had in 17, I broke my thumb and I, I didn't get it sorted for maybe five or six weeks. And then I had to get surgery on it. And then I came back and I had an issue with a groin and it felt like I was only kind of clinging on. Um, and like, so I suppose I was kind of totally engrossed in what was happening in my world and my, my, from my point of view. Um, but, like I, I physically don't think I know I remember even speaking with John at the end of it, like and he was saying, Look, just take a few weeks and in my head I'm thinking I don't think a few months are gone and and it probably was the case, like it took me probably twelve months. I remember even playing with the club the following year and had the same thing. I just couldn't couldn't recover. Um and then started to enjoy it again, started to come back and enjoy it, and no injuries and enjoy my hurling but I remember him saying that, like, Ash, look, just take another month or whatever, and there'll be, you know, there'll be, there's no panic, like, tip away in the gym, and, and, and all I could, all that was in my head was, if he gives me six months here, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to, to get myself right. Yeah, and I suppose if, if the body isn't right, you're not going to enjoy it, and do you feel like the, the professionalism kind of takes away a small bit from the enjoyment of Ireland, just a small bit, and maybe especially intercounty level, but probably it's seeping into club level as well, a small bit. See, so yeah, I'd be able the other way of thinking that like any year that I was involved with Limerick where things weren't do, done right, like and and we didn't push to push it to the limits. They were the ones you'd regret. You know, like they're like I feel like when you do everything, you train as hard as you can, you know, you 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 put it all out there. No matter what happens, whether you win or lose after that, it's it's um you've no regrets and everything is done right. And I felt like the core group that I was involved in were the, were the same. You know, they always wanted to push it and, and wanted more and were asking more questions and, you know, wanted to do an extra set in, in the gym or wanted to make sure they were hitting sidelines or freeze or whatever and, and all that stuff. So, and I think the current group are the very same. Like, they're dedicating their whole life to what's going on and we probably are starting, I think, even the Limerick crowd may be starting to take it small bit for granted um but like the work that they're they're doing is 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 incredible like their whole lives are on hold and they're they're just consistently producing those results like but that doesn't happen easily like even this block of training from now between like i know some fella commented like that they'll probably take a few weeks off and they'll do this and do that like even a week after the lads and they're they're pounding the gym like and making sure they're when they go back to following nice training that they're 100% like and you know, the, the lads are 
going to bed at the same time religiously and doing everything like that's a massive sacrifice you know and i know it's it, it might be a small bit easier to do it when you were part of a successful team but it's still like there's so much credit due to them for for how consistently they're able to bring those performances and and, and get those wins um but they're they're they really are an incredible group like they're they're once in a lifetime they're they're a generational team yeah and on on the current team you know, obviously it's Galway in the semi-final, Kilkelly and Clare on the other side the same as the four last year. How do you see the rest of the championship playing out? Um, I haven't I haven't looked too much at the other semi-final with Clare and Kilkenny. I like I'd be apprehensive enough now about the Galway match. Like there's always only in the last couple of years been a, a score or two between the sides. Galway physically, you know, very able to match Limerick. Um that it, it will be tricky like Sean and, and Declan are massive losses to the group like um, like particularly Sean now with, with his ability to pick up Conor Wheel and like that's you know you're, you're, and we have fellas to come in and there, there's players there um, but I would like it's it's to me it's the semi-final is the one and whether that's Claire Kilkenny if, if Limerick get over the semi-final and, and it's Claire Kilkenny I, I'd, I'd still be happier than um, than this one I think like the lads are still not really finding flow and and you know well whilst the the like that some of the results they they've pulled out in the last few weeks have been their best in in the in in the last couple of years because they just things seem to just consistently go against them whether it be a straight pass or or a free or whatever has been the the and they just still find a way and manage to to get over the line um but that i would be Small but apprehensive about the Galway match. You now it's it's. I think it it sets up nicely for Galway. They'll be well grounded after the tip match, uh, even though they hurled very well. You know the missed chances and and missed opportunities that keep them very well focused, and and they're going to be champing it a bit for for a go off Limerick. Like they see themselves, you know, on a par with Limerick the last couple of years. But Limerick have come out, out the right side and on the results um, since eighteen. So. I, I, it'd be interesting to see what to do with the with the team now to to replace Declan, um, because we're like if they're dropping Cahill Mannion the way they did the last day, which I can't see why they they would change it. Um, it worked very well from the last day, and like he's he's a player that you can't afford to to let do that. Um, so we're going to need we're going to need probably. 24 or 5 points minimum to win the game and, and most of them probably need to be got from the middle third so it'll be very interesting um, what way they go about it Okay, it'll certainly be, be interesting but I suppose from there you're, you're taking confidence in a lot of your former teammates and I suppose the boys have come in since then but um, before we finish up Gavin just a, a few quick questions just in your career overall whether or Matt you want to jump in there quickly? Yeah, there was a couple of questions that I, I, I would just like to uh, share with them um, Gavin, um, during a lot of your career um, with Limerick, Gavin, um, getting out of the second tier of the league was was a kind of a holy grail, and it frustrated us so many times that we failed to get out until eventually 2018. You led us to win Division Two, I think, in Ennis in was it 2011? You were you were the captain, yeah. and um, yeah. we we thought we thought we were finally out of it. Only. Lo and behold, for the powers to be to decide that we should be in Division One B the following year, how disappointing was that to the group? 
Uh, it was massively disappointing, and and it was something that was there was very little made of it at that time, um, and that's probably what disappointed the group most. It was just a case of this is what we're doing and tough, you know, suck it up. And I remember having chat with with two of the lads, teammates in particular, and they said like, we should be kicking and screaming about this, you know, and everyone from supporters to county board should be highlighting the fact that, you know, you win it. Like to me, they should have set the structure for the following year and and give people the notice to say this is what's coming in twelve months down the line. This is what's going to happen regardless of where you where you finish in first or last. And at least you know your fate going into the the current structure. Um, like there's definitely an element of like if you're playing at seventy percent, your team are gonna like you're gonna adjust and play to that level and you see that locally even in club games and that you know that you might have a team fancy that if you're playing a team it would have been a massive boost we felt like that was a a great kickoff and it was it was a like it was a massive win down in Clare to go down to Innocent and win that game like when we, again we were kind of written off um, and it just kind of flattened the group I felt a small bit you know, because we would have loved to be going to the likes of Nolan Park and, and, and you know, Pierce Stadium and down to Cork and, and Simple Stadium and playing these teams in those venues the following year. And I felt that's what was needed for the group. Um, and as a result, we spent maybe two or three years then struggling with that and maybe a bit bitter about it, but not really realigning our, our, our goals and targets to give the league, I suppose, the respect it needed to to go and get out of it but and we had a few very humbling results in the league then that you know whether you like it or not they do have a massive impact like the, the win in Galway in, in 18 uh, in the league to me like was was probably like has been the making of this group like um, even the fashion the way they went about winning the game and, and the result at the I can't even remember they were, they were well down and they were the eight or nine points down at one stage um, that's right yeah, and and the way up in Galway, the way they went and 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 got that result um, was massive, and that's kind of what defines a group. You know, your ability to, to to get over those games and find a way to figure out a way to win and and, and get over the line. Um, and and I felt like it was probably the opposite effect on us. Then it had a very negative impact on on the group. And then as you progress the following couple of years, and you and you're getting those poor results it, it sets in and it's very hard to shake it off then Gavin your first um, taste of the real big time was as a very very young man as captain of Limerick Miners in 2005 and a great performance in Croke Park that day and um, uh, on the opposite side that day was a certain Joe Canning who I know you have since struck up a very, very close friendship. T- talk to us about Joe Canning and how you see Joe Canning. I see him as one of the greatest players that has graced the game. Uh, he's, um, and we probably see that now with Galway, like this Galway team. To me, if he was still involved with it, like would be, you know, it would definitely be very much a 50-50 game for, for Limerick and themselves. Um, uh, he's like, even going back to his club, his club career like has has been incredible like um like they've picked from pretty much the same group of players for in Portumna for throughout that spell like and when they went on like he was from his very first one I think he was only sixteen or seventeen when they when they won the first um Ireland club. Like it's it's 
it's hard to comprehend, you know, that like and he was he was the reason for it, like and a lot of Port Tumna lads will tell you the same. Like he he just had that X factor that he could he could turn up every big game, every big day. He was there, nailed all his frees. Um some of them like were games that <laughs> the game was in the in the balance and, and uh never missed one of them. Like that's it's it's incredible to go through a career like his and, and be able to do that and say that. Um and I still think he's he hasn't been replaced with in Galway. Like he, he just brings that kind of air of confidence to the group, like because there's nothing phases him or he never expects to to go out and play a game and not win it. Um but yeah, sure he's had an incredible career. I suppose personally I'm just delighted for him with in seventeen that that he went and, and got his um learning because it would have been it would have been a shame for him to finish up um without one you know it's probably the only medal he hadn't he hadn't won um and even the same year it was probably his best year with Galway he was again probably the difference and the reason why they they went on and won it yeah Matt I'll jump my in there question, uh, or yeah if you want more final I'll, question, I'll... Jack, if, you, if you let me and I know we have constraints of time um, yeah. but um in 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 the la- over the last couple of years uh, Gavin um, you've dipped your toes in management. Um, you've been with uh, Kilidi, I think, in Limerick, and you've been with Cheddar Plunkett in Leash. Have you cut the bog of management? <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. I do. I love it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, I suppose Kilidi was was tough. I was I was still hurling as well, like same as now. But um, I was only there maybe a night a week or an odd week. I was doing two nights, so. Um, I enjoyed every bit of it. I, I I do enjoy coaching. Um so I've loved it. Last year I suppose was was in leash was um was a different level, but I enjoyed being in the environment again. I enjoyed kind of being around it and that was I would say the first time I'd been in that setup. Um I, to be honest I would have loved another another crack at it. I felt like the the group were Brilliant to work with, you know, excellent group. They're kind of they're up against it up there. Um, you know, there's there is a lot of things that that kind of pull against them. So, but from a from a group point of view and a team point of view, there there's like individuals that, like they're they're as good as any hurlers across the country. Um, but I I kind of came in late that I we were we were in the Munster Club with Kamalak, so I didn't join him till the end of January, um, and I was kind of playing catch up a small bit, but. Once I got in and settled in there, I I, I loved it. Like um, I suppose it's my wife Becky that's this has to pay the price for that and keep the show on the road at home with the with the two lads. Um, it is easy for me to jump into the car and hit off the training, but I did. I got a great buzz off it. No, I loved being like that kind of we call it semi-professional environment where you know people are doing things right and you've, you're you're working with athletes that are you know hanging on every word and wanting more information and wanting to be pushed more and wanting to to improve and, and be successful. Um it's nice to be around that those um type of people. It sounds Thanks, like you're, you're it sounds like you're enjoying it anyway, Gavin. And it sounds like you're enjoying your hurling with Kilmallock. So look hopefully it can be another fruitful year for you with the club championship, I suppose five or six week weeks away at this stage. But Gavin, thanks very much for your time with us this morning. I'm sure we'll have you on again. But for now, thank you very much and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Fair play. I'm a big, big uh, fan of the work. I know it's a cliche, but it is. You're always very positive about Limerick Hurling and, and what's going on. So 
he uh, don't miss too many matches. So keep keep it up. Cheers. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, Talk Gavin. to you soon. No, that was Gavin Amahani, former uh, Limerick hurler. Obviously, you'd see him still with Kilmallock. He's won four county titles, a Munster match with Kilmallock. Um, didn't get the big one with well, Limerick. I, I, but, uh, I, I tell you, Jack. I I, I tell you, um, it wasn't Gavin's fault that they lost last night. I I, I can tell you that anyway. Um, <laughs> and and um, you know, he he's he's had a wonderful career. Um. Uh, you know, and I, it, it, it's one of the downers for me, you know, that Gavin uh, and he spoke there about um, uh, Joe Canning, who I know is a close friend of his, um, uh, about getting his All-Ireland medal in 2017. You know, it, it, it tempered it a small bit for me that guys like Gavin O'Mahony didn't get their All-Ireland medal for the contribution that he has made. And uh, you can see about the disappointment um, that he mentioned there about... Um, that league in 2011, like that, that was a pure fiasco, yeah. you know. And he 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 was right in 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 what he said, you know, that there wasn't enough made of what happened, you know. You 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 go into you we went into the league that year, trying to get out of Division Two. You do the job and you do it the hard way. You go to Ennis to play Clare in the final. You beat him by five points in in the final. And lo and behold, when the powers that be sit down in their ivory tower, they decide, oh, we, we, we'll have a change of heart next year and you, you're back in Division 1B. And we didn't get out of Division 1B for six or seven years. And there were some desperate, disappointing results along the way. I think Offaly got a point at the very death one year to put us out in scoring difference and all that sort of thing. But, you know, Gavin O'Mahony, by any benchmark, Jack, has had a wonderful career with club and county. And I, I would see Gavin as, and that's why I asked him the question at the very end, um, no, does he see a future in management and coaching? And I would certainly think that um, we can ill afford to lose the like of Gavin O'Mahony when he decides that his, hurling, his playing days are over. Yeah, I tell you, playing theirs will be going on for a while from what I've seen of him. Well, they'll um, be going on it, from what I saw last night. Um, he's as fit as ever. They, they, they'll be going on for a while yet. Yeah, I suppose for the younger generation, the really younger generation, like they mightn't have seen Gavin played and they'll see that there's no All Ireland there. The likes of himself and James Ryan, Don Lagrady, these kind of lads that just left shortly before the breakthrough, like it, it's no staying in their career. They were, they'd be starting for Limerick teams now if they were there. It's just the way it falls. And it's a pity that, you know, you say his friend Joe got one, but, you know, Gavin Mahoney will go down as one of Limerick's. Best ever, and it'd be handy to have uh, next Sunday, Matt, because he'd slot in for Declan Hannon, not a bother in at centre back. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, kind well, of like a Swiss Army knife, he could play anywhere, but yeah, uh, he, he's, he's, he, his versatility has been phenomenal as well. Like, whether it's in defence or attack, and we, we, we saw the year that they won the county that he had moved up to full forward, you know, and successfully done it. But um, he's such a natural hurler, Jack. That he, Gavin O'Mahony will fit in in any place in any team, you know. Yeah, some hurler, some career, and a big thank you to Gavin for, for coming on there. Um, obviously next week, Matt, it, it, the the Limerick Galway game will take much of the headlines, and it will for us as well. But found out at the weekend that it will be Galway. Um, they beat Tipperary one twenty to one eighteen. I was in the Gaelic grounds. Can't say I was. I can't say I was too impressed with Galway. Like, I think Tipperary were very, very poor. But you and I, my, I, myself, I think, included, had kind of singled out Galway as 
a potential team to take down Limerick. You know, yeah, very um, close in two All Ireland semi finals and. Yeah, wouldn't Galway well, love I, to I win the trilogy? I said from the start of the year, Jack, it was uh, Galway or Tipperary, you know. Although I thought Tip would win last Sunday, now, mm. you know, I, I would, I, I, and um, why I came to that judgment was twofold. First of all, that Galway, I was wondering how they would get over the manner in which the manner in which they lost the Leinster final, not, 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 um. Not losing it, but the manner in which they lost it. And uh, uh, the second part of my judgment was based on the fact that um, I thought uh, that Tipperary in that game against Offaly had had rid themselves of the co- the cobwebs and 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 rid themselves of the ghosts of the defeat to Waterford, which deprived them of a place in the Munster final. Um, but I, I would have to say that I, I was extremely, extremely disappointed with Tipperary last Sunday. Um, oh, yeah. Very, very disappointed. Or last Saturday, even. Um, I, I, I thought they were generally, generally poor. Now, they, they did make a sport and looked as if they might come back and overtake Galway. Um, and Galway were hanging on for a finish. Um, but I, I was, you, you know... Galway deserved to win the match, Jack. Only just. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it, it is the type of performance that neither side will be pleased with. Henry Shefflin has no reason to go out and start shouting about it or shouting from rooftops about it. Um, uh, there's an awful lot of work that has to be done on Corrib side since, since last Saturday. Um, if, if if they are to come up to Limerick now, I I take all the the points about um um Sean Finn and 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 um, uh, Declan Hannan being missing, which is you know which is absolutely huge. But I I, I agree with what Gavin Gavin's assessment of it there was, and I I I think there's huge room for improvement in Galway, and That's the thing. Um, uh, you know, and I I think. You, They've been so close to Limerick, um, but really blowing hot and cold, Jack. Um, like in in the Leinster Championship, like they had to come from way behind to draw with Dublin, qualify for the Leinster final. In the, in the Leinster final, they had it in the bag and lost it. And you know they had it in the bag too last Sunday, last Saturday and damn near lost it. Yeah, but when you mention uh, blowing hot and cold. They just have to blow hot on that day, you know, and that's, I think the big that, that's thing is the fear. we, you know, and it's similar to the Conor Cleary and Aaron Galan thing. When Conor Cleary was gone, Aaron Galan exploded. And look, he could have done it anyway, regardless of who was marking him. But there'd be, a, there'd be hope, I suppose, for Galway and fear on Limerick that without Sean Finn, who has done extremely well on Conor Whelan, the best of anyone I've seen on him, that yeah. could Conor, like, who marks Conor Whelan is a question... For next week, who replaces Declan Hannon is, is a question for next week, and we'll we'll hold those thoughts for next week. Yeah, but... well, you 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 know you know my thoughts on Conor Whelan, and I, I've said it often enough in this podcast, and and um, you you know uh, Conor Whelan is in a rich vein of form at the moment. I know that there was a period um, uh, when his form suffered a lull there at at um, maybe in 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 parts of the league and and. Um, uh, maybe the early rounds of the championship when questions were being asked about him, but like when pushes come to shove, you know, and, and when the big prize is on the line, 
um, Conor Whelan has been to the fore. So it's 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 a question that we we will keep for next week. You're, you're you're right. Yeah, it's it's a mouthwatering game and one where uh, we're definitely looking forward to next week with whomever we're, we're talking to um, about Limerick versus Galway. Um, going into Camogie, Matt, um, and starting with the junior team because it was a a really positive result at the weekend. Uh, a win over Armagh puts him into the All-Ireland series. And, you know, we met Dave Deedy and the players, the two panels in the Woodlands on Monday night. What an event, as always, from the Fitzgeralds at the Woodlands. But um, the junior side into, into the knockout stages and it was a slow start to the year. And, you know, a lot of young players that had commitments with minor teams and, and things like that. But seem to be finding their feet now and they can definitely look forward to the All-Ireland quarterfinal now. They can and... You, you just touched on it there about um, about uh, Fitzgerald's and Woodlands House Hotel. Jack, what phenomenal supporters um, they, they, they are to not only just Limerick female sports, but to Limerick sport in general. Yeah. Ab, 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 absolutely phenomenal. And um, like, you know, what, an, what a lovely function, what an appropriate function that, that they put on the other night for, for the, for, um, Re- renewing their sponsorship for another year and of course this year also marks their 40th anniversary landmark 40th anniversary and you know by god what a facility they have provided in uh, in, in 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 our county it's simply it's simply simply mind-boggling but um and uh, of course they, 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 we, you know after the launch the other night there was a very 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 interesting discussion um uh, open discussion and um, it was ably conducted by Aoife Sheehan, former Limerick, um, former Limerick Camogie player and the first woman in history, Jack, to to, um, to hit a line ball when it was worth two points. Uh, yeah. There's just a little snippet of information for you. And um, she had a panel of breed stack with 11 All-Ireland medals with Cork, um, Kira Neville, the athlete, and Mary Fitzgerald. Sarah Lavin yeah. was unable to attend, and, and Mary Fitzgerald um, stood in. And by God, did did she give us a, a lowdown of of um, of how to succeed in business and and how to build um, the, the 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 edifice that is that is the Woodlands today. And um, it it was a most enjoyable discourse and w- wonderful to hear um, the two athletes and. Um, um, Breed Stack in, in 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 particular about um you know her career with Cork and um subsequently um uh, going down under playing down under suffering that very serious um uh, neck injury al- almost a broken neck that you, you know um that she said you know she was millimeters from being probably paralyzed and recovering from all that like it it, it was a riveting discussion. And it, it, you know, I, I, I could see that the girls, um, uh, the, the, the two teams, that the ladies football and the Camogie teams were in there, and they were just absolutely riveted to what was going on, which, 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 which was great to see. Yeah, it was, it was... I've strayed, I, I, I've strayed a bit, Jack, but um, you know, like I, 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 I couldn't but say what I had to say there. Um, I've strayed a bit from what you asked me. Yeah, David Deedy and his side are through to the All Ireland quarter final. Um, and um, you know, like when when they were starting out this year, Jack, 
They were starting out from a very low base, didn't have a very good league campaign, eventually got off the mark in the final game against Offaly. And then, you know, the randomness of the draw and the randomness of the scheduling and everything, um, the championship threw up Offaly again in the first round and then we got the business done. Had a disappointing result in Armagh, but Armagh favourites to win the All-Ireland Junior Championship. They've been knocking at the door for a couple of years now. Just, just, just as an aside, Jack, and um, I don't know what is this good for anybody. They beat Offaly in the championship last Sunday, last, last weekend, six thirty-nine to a point. So yeah. you 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 just wonder about the, 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 the um, uh, about games games like that. But um, like David Didi and his management team, they've they've done a fantastic job in 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 bringing the girls so far, and um, they're into a quarter final now. They're there on merit, and there's no reason why they can't progress to a semi-final. No, like uh, for Mayo, it was make or break. And of course, when we think of Mayo, or we say, look, um, uh, you know, Mayo and Camogie, you know, Mayo, 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 um, um, you know, in the early days of Camogie, were, were I won't say were a powerhouse, but they were strong. They contested the All Ireland final, senior final in 1951. The Adelphi mm. Cup is called after a Mayo person, dedicated to a Mayo person. So they have long linkage with with but but they have fallen in poor times in recent years. But um, you know, it was going to be a tough task going going up to Turi and to beat Mayo and, and they did it, got the job. It was all about getting the job done. And and they got it done. And they're into a quarter final now, which is which I I, I suppose was, you know, the, the minimum when I was talking to David um in the early stages of the campaign, he he he, he was it was the minimum he was hoping for. And um, by God, I think he's done a very good job uh, himself and his management team in, in, in molding a team together. And he has, he, has, um, he has brought in some of the minors, as we know, that reached the All-Ireland uh, Minor A Shield final. And, 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 uh, and they've been doing, doing very, very, very well for him. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's onwards, it's onwards and upwards. upwards. Now, I, I, I don't understand this, Jack. Um, Limerick have qualified the, the 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 six teams that have qualified for the quarter final. Um, there's Limerick and Armagh, Clare and Ross, Common, Tipperary and Cavan. They're the six. Um, they've been known since last Saturday, and the draw isn't until next Saturday, and they're playing the following Saturday. The, yeah. the last eight, the, the, the last eight of the ladies football intermediate championship. Were, were known last Saturday. We had the draw for Sting Monday morning. Yeah, unless they're they're waiting to make the draw for the for all the championships would be the only thinking. But yeah, the team should know who Nonsense. they're playing. Nonsense, Jack. Yeah, but look, that's too often is the case. We're talking about issues off the field, but. Um, talk about the junior side getting the job done. The senior side equally so need to get the job done this weekend um, against Offaly. Um, you know, big game for them. Obviously, beaten in, in the first two rounds. Need a big result this weekend, first and foremost, just to, to ensure safety. Um, but to try and end the, the year on a, on a high note, because it's been an up and down campaign. Um, so far for John Lillis and his side, but a win against Offaly 
you know, hopefully the juniors will go on well and, and you're starting to see Limerick Camogie go in the right direction again, but lose this weekend and you're in trouble. You're in trouble, but you, you, you have that dreaded word of a backstop or a safety net in that um, uh, if you lose on Sunday, on, on Saturday even, you're, you're, you're sort of into the relegation mire and there'll be, there'll be three other counties there with you. And at this remove with one round to go, it, it would look to me that the, those two other counties will probably be Dublin and down. You know, so like you, you're you're going, you're you're really, really going into a snake pit um, when, when you're going into relegation playoffs. So the, the job can be done very, very simply by um, winning winning the, the Komogi match on Saturday and um, getting the job done. Now a draw will actually do for for Limerick in that um, they have a superior goal difference. Um, um, a superior goal difference, a scoring difference, and um, but like you can't be hinging your hopes on a draw in in a Komogi no. or a hurling match. It's it's so unlikely. Um, uh, so um, um, look, talking to the girls the other night, um, and talk, I spoke with a good few of them, um, before and after the function. They seem to be very focused, Jack. On, on, on the job now, Merlin Kramer is going to be a miss again. Um, that that um, that leg injury has hasn't cleared up, and, and uh, of course she's 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 a loss, and she she re, she reduces um, uh, John Lillis's options. Um, but I I have a sense, Jack, and um, I saw the game against Waterford, and I'm convinced, and um, that the final score against Waterford actually camouflaged what was a better performance by Limerick than the scoreline would suggest, if you get my drift. Yeah. No, you I know? Do, yeah. And um, it, it was the type of performance that I thought, if repeated in Banahar, the game is on Banahar at 4.30 on, on Saturday, if, if repeated in Banahar, Banahar will be enough to get Limerick across the line. Now, they've met awfully... Like, actually, Jack, this is, this is the third time that they have met awfully in 15 months with relegation staring him in the face, staring both sides in the face. Like, at the end of last year, or um, at the end of the 2022 Camogie mm-hmm. campaign, awfully sent us packing to then Division 2 um, when they beat us above in the play, relegation playoff in Moneygall. Now the, I know the league was subsequently restructured, and we ended up in we ended up in one B and all that and all, all that sort of thing. Now when we met Huffley earlier on this year in McNeville Park, it was make or break for both sides. It was a winner take all. Um, mm. um, the, the 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 winners stayed up and the losers went down. So Huffley are condemned to playing two way Komogi next year in the league. So this is the third time that it, it is make or break. And it's the second time of the three that offer have home advantage. And um, whilst it will count for something, I, I thought our girls, um, uh, as I said, talking to them and talking to them from Marion, the, Marion Quaid, the captain down, um, they seem to be extremely focused on this game. And um, 
I'd be very, very hopeful that they'll come out of Offaly with the win that will that that, that will preserve their senior status, Jack, and and keep us away from that mire of relegation. Yeah, that that is the hope, and and as you said, they do have priors for getting the job done mm-hmm. against Offaly. So hopefully that can continue uh, this weekend in, in Banner. So the best look to John Lillis and his side. Um, also the best look to Graham Shine and the ladies footballers who are out in action this Sunday, two o'clock in Newcastle. They play Sligo, um, somewhat of an unknown quantity in terms of playing Limerick um, in their second uh, championship game of the year. They had that comfortable win over Kilkenny, obviously, to start their campaign. And another win here would see them um, see them advance with a game spare ahead of playing uh, down uh, the following week. But on Sligo, Matt, a good start against, well, for Limerick, a good start against Kilkenny, as to be expected. Sligo, more of a challenge, but... You know, Graham Shiny's side are going in the right direction and you, you would expect them to come true. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do, Jack. And uh, you're, you're right. Like the, 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 Kilkenny, um, the Kilkenny event was a non-event, you know. Um, and, and, and speaking, and you were probably speaking to Graham as well, but speaking to Graham about it, you know, I'm, look, I just tossed out the idea like that, you, you know, what's the value for Kilkenny or for the group or for the championship, that they come in and get hockeyed game after game after game. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure, but I'm not so sure what the answer is to integrate them back as a as as a meaningful county team. I don't know what the answer is. Graham was of the opinion like that they were doing okay at underage, under 14 and under 16, which may be a block for the future. And uh, I think he's totally correct in that. Um, but as he did say, and I probably said it to you as well, that, that, that um, all they could do was play what was put in front of them. And they were mindful, of course, Jack, having learned from the league about the importance of putting up a big score because they yeah. didn't put up a huge score against Kilkenny in the league. And it almost came back to haunt them in the championship. So um, he, he, he was very, very mindful of that. Having said that, um, I thought the forwards moved moved very well last last Sunday. I, 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 that day against Kilkenny, I, I saw the entire game. But Sligo are, 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 are a total different kettle of fish altogether. Um, mm. uh, because um, you know, first of all, they're a Division Three side, and now I know they had a difficult time. In, in, in Division Three, in that they only won one game out of the seven, they they, they beat Longford away, but um, they, they they will come with all guns blazing because they they they, you know they they will want to they will want to get back up to to um to um see our intermediate status again, you know, yeah. and this is this this is the vehicle to get back up. But I think Limerick ladies football are in a good place, Jack. And I would like to reiterate an appeal that Graham Shine made, actually, um, that the Limerick supporters, you know, um, turn out in force on, on Sunday in Newcastle West at two o'clock and help the girls to get over the line. Like a lot of a lot of the girls are local. Um, there's eight or nine um, uh, girls alone from from the Monegay Club, which is just beside the town there. And um, like, would like to see a big turnout. I'm believing that Limerick are going to win, Jack. And um, 
you know, I, I, I just hope it comes to pass. Yeah, I, I, I'd be the same as you. And it's important that you do get a crowd out at this Sunday at Newcastle to support that side. Um, that's ladies football and Camogie. And again, I, just I like before your... we go from ladies football, Jack, um, we had Neve McCarthy in here a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, about the little one good club program. Yeah. And I would like to extend our congratulations to Neve and everybody involved with with um, from Colourhall Broadford ladies when they emerged when it was announced during the week that they had emerged as the overall winners in Ireland of the competition, and um, and uh, bagged the prize of five thousand euros for the club. Um, but um, you, you know, um, winning it is one thing, Jack. Um, but we got a fair insight in our discussion with Neve of the absolutely wonderful work that those involved with Drum Colour Broadbird and her, her her committee that was set up for that purpose. The amount of work that they did. Um, they, this wasn't a free pass award by any manner or means. They mm. did Trojan work over the weeks leading into it. And from listening to her, from listening to Neve, and from reading the conditions of the scheme, um, I came away convinced anyway that they would be very, very hard to beat. And that, that's the way it transpired. And again, heartiest congratulations to everybody involved with, with, with Drum Bradford Ladies Football Club. It's, it's a wonderful achievement. But the biggest achievement, I think, Jack, is what they, how they have extended themselves to the community. And what they've done for the community. Yeah, I, I don't think they left any stone unturned. In fairness, Neve went through it in, in great depth, as you said there. So well done to Durham Broadford, um, a, a deserving victory um, for the West Limerick Club. Um, now, Jake, another just... another um, another bit of an advertisement. Um, there is a big tournament on in Fedmore this week. Okay. Um, um, it's it's the Willem P. Clifford Hurling Tournament, and um, it, it's dedicated. The trophy is dedicated to the former um, Fedemore native, former chairman of Limerick County Board for up to twenty years, and the last Limerick man to hold the presidency of the association from nineteen twenty six to twenty eight. Now there are top teams. Kilmalloch are are are, are there. Kilmaley from Clare. Um, Mount Sign from Waterford and um, included in their squad, which I've seen is Austin Gleason. And um, uh, the holders of the competition um, who won it last year, this is the second uh, year of the event, Capitagle. So, like, well, there should be a big turnout. There's, there is going to be a great, uh, fantastic day of hurling. In, in, it, it was a fantastic tournament last year. Um, uh, with uh, with um, uh, Capitagle were obviously there, Kulderi were there, um, Glen Rovers were there last year, and Patrick's well. So an absolutely fantastic tournament, very very well run, a wonderful day out, um, um, great work being done by 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 the Fedemore Club in in organising this competition. So. Um, um, I can think of no better way of spending an afternoon, Saturday afternoon, than to pop out to Fedemore and there'll be some very, very good hurling. Yeah, let's look to Fedemore in that and uh, fair play to him for organising such an event with such esteemed guests coming down to it. Um, 
Also, this this weekend, this Thursday, I suppose, Matt, the Limerick Senior Football Championship kicks off. Um, and we obviously have a full preview done. Um, separate video there on YouTube if you want to check that out. So we won't go through the, the championship at all. Um, we were brought in the woodlands the night for the, the launch. One of us had to step in for a photo with a player fit jersey on. Um, and they're player fit for a reason. I wouldn't be a player myself. So... Uh, Shout out to Jono for making me go into the photo, but don't worry, Ballystina actually sent out athletes to play. So anyone thinking that we'll be pushovers this year, uh, needn't worry. But um, we'll Jack, return. Jack, I, I have the photo. I have the photograph in the paper, and you know something, you you look the real deal in that photograph. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do, yeah. Surrounded by all those athletes, but look, it's for the good of the club, and uh. We couldn't send someone, unfortunately. So I, I had to step into the breach. But we'll have a, we'll have a good team for Thursday. I can assure you of that. But uh, with the return of the club championship, Matt, it's the return of the predictions, and it's you won the first year we did this, which was twenty one. You won last year as well. So this year, hopefully, we'll have a prize on offer. So if anyone can think of a a prize or a forfeit, or if anyone wants to sponsor something, that's more than ideal as well, but we'll get kick-started with predictions, Matt, for 2023. Um, one point for guessing the correct winner. So, we'll just say if Ballestine beating the Pearson, we both say Ballestine, that's one point. If you give the right scoreline or manner, margin of victory, you get three points. So, if you said Ballanders beat Kelty by three points, and they did, then you get three points. So, uh, all all aboard for the predictions, Matt. Are you ready to go for another year? Any any words before we start? No, no. But um, obviously, looking forward to it to 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 the championship, and it actually kicked off last night, Jack. Um, with one game, the first round um, in Group One of the Intermediate Football Championship, where Gerald Griffins had a two eight to four points victory over Palace Palace Green, and we 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 have a very interesting game on tonight, actually. Um, also, but it's in Group Two of the Intermediate Football Championship. It's Galbley who were relegated last year, and they're taking on Saint Sinans, who were beaten in the semi-final last year by Drum Bradford. So that's that's going to be a very very interesting game. But um, the real business uh, of the Senior Championship starts on Thursday. I think we have a couple of games on Thursday, I suppose, as as we as we said in the separate. Um, Five. Video, um, not none bigger than Newcastle West, I suppose, and Father Casey's. Um, so, um, yeah, come on, show the way. Okay, <laughs> we'll go through group one in first in full, Matt. And you mentioned the uh, defending county champions, Newcastle West versus Father Casey's this Thursday in Turnafulla. Which way are you going? Newcastle West by three, Newcastle West by three. Uh, I'm going to go Newcastle West by four. And again, I suppose we should have mentioned these are only our predictions. These aren't the slightest any team renting. We're not kicking or poking a ball. This is just purely entertainment value. We always qualify that by saying we're not kicking. Well, you kicked the football in in, in, in two, or two or three years ago when you were yeah, going for Yeah, for a month. So, <laughs> so I won't be doing that I, again. I, 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 I haven't kicked the football in the championship and I poked the ball, so... Yeah, yeah. Go on. So, and these, if teams want to use this motivation, they're more than welcome to. But this is never a slight on any team. So, both going for Newcastle West there. Uh, Ula versus St. Kieran's. I'm going for St. Kieran's by five. 
St. Kieran's by five. I'm going to say I had five. I'm going to go Kieran's by six points. And well, Lahan, I'll give I'll, I'll give you a first call in the next two. So so to be fair, you know. Okay, Lahan versus KP Kalani Palace Kinnery. I'm going KP by one single point. I'm going KP by three. Okay, and. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, when, I, when I say that, and I, I'm mindful of the the um, the second year syndrome, and I'm also mind, mindful of the fact that uh, Clahan probably have a greater turnover of players than any other club from year to year. Um, but um, you know, I, it, it's it's a sort of a reluctant one I'm giving, but yeah, I'm, I'm going for KP, um, especially because of the form of Cahill Downs and Peter Nash. Mainly. Yeah, there's a few games that I look I look at and I'd say they're very tight. And that's definitely one of them. If not the tightest game, it's one of them. That's why I said a single point will separate them. Uh, then into Group 2 on Thursday, Ballystein versus Napierce. You know where I'm going with this one. I'm saying Ballystein by three. Yeah, I'm going Ballystein by one. Ballystein by one. Ooh, tight victory there for us. I take it. I take a point. Um, Friday then. Bellylanders versus Kelty Gales. This is where allegiances get tested, Matt. I'll leave you the first pick Bally here. Bally by one. Bally by one. Not not a very not a very confident guess there. Another one of those games that you could see going either way. Mm. Oh, um, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's it's a local derby, and I know it's a cliche at this stage, Jack. Local derbies, form goes out the window, and all that sort of thing. But um. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's good. But they've had the upper hand in the Gales, on the Gales. So that that is conditioning my my thinking. I saw the Gales playing this year and I did not think they were bad now by any manner or means. But I think Ballylanders always seem to have find a wherewithal to win those games. They've always been tight for the most part. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Ballylanders on it. But as I said, only just... Yeah, I'm only just going the other way. Uh, Galti by two points. I've seen them a couple of times. They've been, when they're good, they're very good. Um, but they were, St. Kieran's are very good against them. So I'll take that into consideration. So Galti by two for me. And then on, also on Friday and Brough, Adair versus Monlean. For me, this is the game of the round. Um, and there's an awful lot riding on that game because you'd imagine whoever wins that would have definitely capabilities of winning all their games and topping the group. But um, I'll go first. I'm going to say Mona Lean by three points. I'm going to dare by two. Dare by two. Would you agree that it's the the standout tie of the weekend? Well, yeah, it, it, or it, else... it, it, it's the game. It's the game on the round, and um, um, there 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 are a few factors um in it. First of all, you have the the box um, you know, fully recovered from injury and um. Like you, you know what um, Hugh and, and Robbie Burke bring to the table, and um, the unknown factor in this one, Jack, is there have been three or four newcomers to Monlean, and one just wonders how they have bedded in. Now I know they've had the league and a good run in the league, but Jack, this is the real business. Yeah, from what I've heard, the pedigree is very good for those boys. So I'd expect them to hit the ground running, but it's definitely a game I will be going to um, this Friday night. 
in in Bruff. There's a, look, there's a lot of Motwarren games at Casey's Newcastle game, equally so. And we're just looking for a a good first round of games to to wait the appetite again as the the senior football championship kicks off. So there's there are predictions. Um, if you're a betting man, maybe go against. If we both agree on something, go against it. Would be my advice there. Um, but an hour and twenty on the clock there, man. We got through a lot there with Gavin Amani for three hours an hour. Um, a big shout out to Gavin for his time first and foremost. Absolutely, and what absolutely. What a career it was. Um, did a bit about Galway and Limerick as well. We obviously have the start of the senior football championship. We have the senior camogie side in action this weekend, as well as the senior ladies side. So the best look to all those teams. Best look to Palestine and Landers in the first round as well. We, we have to get that one in. Um, huge thank you to Knowles Menswear for getting on board as the sponsors. And huge thank you to everyone watching, uh, reacting, commenting. There's been great feedback to all the content over the last few weeks. So that's really much appreciated. Again, if you're on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, Facebook, like, comment, share, Twitter, like, retweet, all that good stuff, just to spread that algorithm and continue to grow the community. So uh, an hour and 20, that's episode 239, um, over and out. A huge thank you as always to you, Matt, and to the people watching and listening. We'll be back again soon next week. Thank you. impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth the goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth the goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody.